Hi, besties, and welcome back to the Sad and Savage podcast. Today, I have two very special guests. I have Anne Catherine and Caroline, who are two twins that live a very healthy, positive, and confident lifestyle, all while helping inspire you to do the same. They have their own podcast called Girls with Goals. I absolutely love talking to them. We did a podcast swap, so if you want to hear my episode on theirs, head over there now. But we're going to get into the episode, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Okay. I am so excited to have you guys on the show. I just did a pod swap with them. So if you want to listen to another episode with all three of us, head on over to their podcast. I'll have it linked in the show notes, but I want to give you guys both an opportunity to introduce your guys selves. Thank so fun you. fun that you're twins. I know. I'm Caroline. I'm in Catherine. We and- <laughs> we're going to talk over each other. We will be talking over each other this entire episode, just a fair warning. Normally, it's kind of hard to differentiate our voices, but I will say I did wake up with like a sore throat. So, and Catherine, I sound a little sick, <laughs> but we're twins. We are 20 years old. We are in school in Boston, um, originally from New Hampshire. We also grew up abroad a little bit. We lived in Hong Kong for four years. We lived in Singapore for six months. So we have like a little bit of an international experience growing up, but otherwise based in New Hampshire. And we have a podcast called Girls with Goals. We launched it like a year and a half, probably almost two years ago now, and have just been recording it and excited about it weekly ever since. Yeah, it's what we love to do. Health and wellness is definitely like a huge part of our lives. And so we love talking about all things health, wellness, lifestyle, self-confidence, self-growth, everything like that. Yeah. The podcast is like really our space to get deeper into the more lifestyle and foundational life experiences side of the health, wellness, fitness, where in our personal lives, we are very like fitness focused, health focused, and just eat everything health and wellness up. (laughs) I love that. That's like me with habits. I love that. I love when you have a passion about something and it's not necessarily work. It's more like just what you want to spend your time doing. Exactly. So how did you guys get into health and wellness and into this space and to a point where you're now teaching others within your podcast and online? Mm -hmm. So we both have very similar journeys and experiences with it, but they were both like very individual and personal journeys with that. We grew up, our parents were like runners and and healthy. I mean, we grew up in an ingredients household, if that says anything about like (laughs) from a young age, like we ate oatmeal and like our parents were runners. But at the same time, we, like, had our own journeys, and now we're, like, teaching our parents about health and nutrition. So Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I love that. Though we did, like, grow up from day one kind of in a healthy lifestyle, we definitely took it and ran with it. And for both of us, our own personal journeys started in high school, I'd say, when it became, like, a personal thing. So we grew up playing sports, doing all the things, and, like, we really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And then... I mean, moving from Hong Kong back to the U.S. was we moved our freshman year of high school, and that was a very difficult transition. And with difficult transitions comes, like, change and turmoil and, like, chaos in every single area. And that ended up being, for me personally, like, health, fitness, self-image, all of that stuff. Um, And so that turned into, like, a negative relationship with health, fitness, and working out in general, which for a while was – you know, the classic, like, over-exercising, like, super conscious of what I ate, and it grew to become a very positive thing in my life because I became a lot more educated on it and, through experience, learned to absolutely love it and use it as a tool for confidence and empowerment and, like, feel really secure and, like, love that part of my life rather than it be a negative thing. Yeah, so we were were originally from New Hampshire. We lived in Hong Kong for four years, and, like, in Catherine said, we moved 
back from Hong Kong to New Hampshire our freshman year of high school. And that, it was almost like that transition was even harder than the transition moving to Hong Kong in the first place. Because I think we were like 10 to 14 when we lived there, like very excited about the new opportunity and experience. Then we lived there and, you know, that age, you learn so much, you grow so much. So to leave that um, was very hard for us to like come back to New Hampshire. We definitely felt a little bit out of place. And for me personally, the first few years, I definitely was trying to just kind of go with the flow and get by. I definitely didn't totally feel like myself, but I was like, you know, it's high school. I'm here for four years. I I don't really know what my other option is other than to try to make the most of this and like get on with it. But I I think the whole time we definitely felt very out of place. Um, Friend groups were always changing and things like that. Like our routines were always changing. We never really had a super set structure and like life that we loved here. And mm-hmm. so I know for me personally, it was like my junior year of high school towards the end where like you're starting to think about college and your life ahead. And I suddenly was just like so fed up with that way that I've been living, kind of feeling like I was like silencing myself a little bit just to get by and all of the things that I wanted to do. And so that is when I really turned to personal fitness as a way to reconnect with myself as a way to like set my own goals because I felt like I like I was doing well in school I was doing all these things but I didn't really feel like I was doing what I wanted with my life anymore Mm -hmm. like on a personal level and I think that that is where health and fitness can be so powerful because it is a way to take care of yourself and really connect with yourself and get to know yourself similarly to in Catherine though I think we both had a similar journey on different timelines where it became very obsessive at first because I just think that I have an obsessive personality and mindset in general, but when I found- I think I do too. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just like, it's the common characteristic, but I was like, when I found something that I was like, oh my God, this is something that is like just for me and it makes me feel so good and like, I'm seeing physical progress and I'm getting stronger and I'm getting faster at running and like, oh, I can take control of my nutrition and actually think about what I'm eating and learning about all these stuff. I got very obsessive with it. And it then turned into this negative thing where I was like, then I was almost cutting out everything outside of my life. It was like, I just had this fire and I was like, this is what I care about. This is what I'm doing. And almost like I had been suppressing so much and kind of living for other people for so long that suddenly I was like, no, me, 110%. I need to like cut everything else out. So then it kind of took on this little bit more like obsessive, negative path before I eventually had to find the balance with it. But I think both of us kind of, kind of going through those journeys of like we recognize that health and fitness is so powerful but we also recognized how quickly it can become a negative thing when it becomes paired with disordered eating or negative body image and things like that now we're both very passionate about teaching health and fitness and sharing it as part of a balanced lifestyle and really trying to help other people kind of get through maybe those periods whether it's like negative body image or disordered eating or just avoid it altogether and kind Mm -hmm. of teach health and wellness in a new way where it really fits as part of your lifestyle so that's kind of where we're at now I mean now what it's like we're we just finished our junior year of college so I'm about four years past that Mm -hmm. very beginning point and I feel like I have evolved and learned so much on my own journey that I'm like I want other people to be able to feel so so good from health and fitness mm-hmm. and skip that phase where it can kind of yeah. bring you down. It honestly, and- at this point, feels very, like, I feel very detached from 
any time when health and fitness was a negative thing, which yeah. is so cool to see that I don't even think about that or like register that as an experience anymore. Like I obviously know, know that it happened, but I don't have any like emotional attachment to it. I just see health and fitness as a means to like feeling like myself and feeling really good and a very, very positive and like genuinely beneficial thing. So that's what we're trying to show to other people and teach to other people is how health and fitness and health and wellness and everything in this space can just like amplify how you feel about yourself and your life. Okay. I have so many thoughts and so many questions. I love (laughs) all of that. I love how you guys have a focus on teaching that these things are something that you do for yourself. That's not a punishment. It's something that's fun. It's something that's actually good for like mental or physical health that you get to do opposed to this is something that you have to do. I love that perspective. I also wanted to ask, why were you guys in Hong Kong for four years? Just for our dad's job um, for business. But it was so awesome. We went to an international school. We got to travel so much growing up that now we we totally love traveling mm-hmm. and languages and things like that as well. That's so fun. That's such yeah. a cool experience. But it I cannot shape like how we how we live our lives now. I mean, we are now like always we live in the U.S. now, so it's a lot harder to travel internationally. But we are still always kind of traveling and picking up and moving. And yeah. I, we do get a lot of questions like, what, how are you able to do this? Like, we do go to school and like, we have, we have things and routines, but like, it is such a priority. And I feel like being exposed to that and just like different lifestyles so young, it has opened up my mind to like wanting to prioritize that in my life now over, over other things. So just like habits. And we were talking about this before um on our episode that we recorded before this so now I'm in a habit habit mindset right now but like you prioritize the things that you want to implement in your life and so macro level like traveling and those huge things are now such a important part of my life that I prioritize that over other things right now which is like I'm very grateful that we did get that experience so now I'm like living (laughs) living my life in that way I love that perspective that's so interesting Oh man, I feel like I have so many thoughts in my head. I also love that you guys are so young and able, well, I guess 20 is not like so young, but it is you're in school and that's so incredible that you guys are able to then use your experiences and share them for other people. Because I do feel like so many people struggle with fitness as a punishment or Mm -hmm. struggle to love their bodies or, or are making choices out of, which is kind of what I did at the start of my habit journey, making choices out of those insecurities opposed Mm to, um, because I love my body and I want to nourish it or I want to do things for it. Yeah. And I want to ask you because I have so many things. I'm like, oh my gosh, being in school, I know I've got a younger audience and it's harder for me to ever really talk to it because I didn't have healthy habits and routines while I was in college. I had actually the absolute opposite. I think it also wasn't like the norm to have like it is now. Now it is very common and casual to like have healthy habits and live a healthy lifestyle and like work out and eat healthy in college. But four years ago, that wasn't the case. I don't necessarily think it's the norm, but I think more We've normal definitely found more people normal. Who are, and yeah, I mean and similar. your audience and us and our audience and like the people who are obviously in and around the, this, this space the space are going to feel like that's the norm but I do feel like it's more more accepted and shown that you can't have a healthy lifestyle which I think is so so cool I want to talk about that how you guys have found balance with school with prioritizing traveling which I think is amazing and then with your health and wellness. Yeah. What are some tips that you would give someone listening who's struggling, who now has the summer off and can think about their next semester, or their next year and yeah. changes that they'd want to implement or add into their life? Being able to have the summer right now, if you want to get started with those things is so awesome because you can start to 
build habits and build these values without having like the stressors of school and all those time constraints. I think that everything comes down to your relationship with yourself. I think that no matter what you're trying to build in your life, whether you're trying to start a fitness journey, implement fitness in your life, whether you're trying to build other habits, the only way that you're going to be motivated to do that and continue to do it is if you have a positive relationship with yourself, because it's never easy to start things like that. And to do fitness, to wake up early, like Shelby gets up at 5am and that's something that I need to get better at. To do all of those things, like you need to believe in yourself that you are worthy of actually doing that. So I think the first step before anything is what can you do to build a more positive relationship with yourself? And that's also can go hand in hand with fitness. But I think that that is the most important baseline thing to have, because then when you start to bring in school and you have classes and you have to study and you have a social life and all of these things, if you can have that baseline of a good relationship with yourself and you kind of know what your values are, you're going to be able to hold that through anything else. So I I think that's the most important thing is having that baseline relationship with yourself. And then you can continue from there to like, okay, what are the actual routines and habits? Do Is it a specific workout class that I absolutely love and that I can stay consistent with? Is it a routine in the gym? Is it going for a walk outside? Is it running? Is it a combination of a little bit of everything? Mm -hmm. I think you, you have to find the values of like, I want to feel healthy. I want to be my best. And then you can tack on, okay, what are the actual action steps on top of that? In terms of then finding balance in college, I mean, you also want to have fun in school. You also want to have a social life. And I think it's absolutely possible to do both. I mean, we'll go out on weekends and then like, we'll still be able to get up and go on our walk or go for a workout Mm -hmm. the next day. I don't think that it ever has to be one or the other or black and white and I think that you have a much better experience if you can find your own Mm -hmm. way of doing both yeah I have two things two (laughs) thoughts and I'm saying that because I don't want to I need to remember both these right now but one I think um like Karen said I will I'll go out but then I will wake up the next morning and go for a walk and do my daily things because I prioritize and value those parts of my life and those habits I'm not gonna let going and I do value like being social and going out Mm -hmm. but my number one priority is like how do I feel and I'm gonna feel so much better if I get up and have a day rather than like sleep in and do nothing with my day after going out so I will make sure that I wake up and I get out and I go for a walk or I go to the gym or I like get a coffee out or like still eat Mm nutrient-dense meals and like do all the things that I would normally do in a day even though I went out like, I will make that my number one priority the next day. I like that perspective. I like yeah, both of yeah. those perspectives. Yeah. Maybe I sleep in an extra, like, hour or two, but I will be getting up and I will be, like, taking a shower and getting out of the house. You're still showing up for those yes. those things that you've exactly. committed to that make you feel good, regardless of the going out or hanging out with friends. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I like to say when it comes to going out and drinking and all of that is I, I like to choose my moments. Like, I won't go out and like drink a ton every single weekend I kind of like to be more intuitive about like okay is this actually going to be really fun for me right now or am I just doing this right now just because and it's going to ruin my day tomorrow because sometimes I'm I'm in the mindset where I'm like I want to go out I want to have so much fun and then sometimes I'm like "Eh, that's not really what I'm feeling and I think that 
a lot of the time, especially in college and when you're younger, it's either like you do or you don't. Like you're either going out three nights every Mm -hmm. weekend and you're going hard or you're not doing anything at all. Like you can be somewhere in the middle. And I like to put myself somewhere in the middle where, you know, like I choose my moments Mm -hmm. and I just like to try to stay intuitive with what I'm actually feeling. I like that. I think that that is a really, that's really good advice. And I feel like that's what I'll do this summer with all, I was telling them earlier that I have 15 weddings. So with those 15 weddings, it's so crazy. So choosing my moments, which I know those will be my moments. Exactly. Thinking prior, like, oh, I cannot go out on a Friday night if I have a Saturday wedding. Not because I can't do it, but I'd rather have so much fun at that wedding and still exist. Exactly. It's not like an internal battle or a fight with yourself. Like if you want to go out, go out. Right. And it comes back to being connected with yourself. It's all about that. Yeah. And talking to yourself and understanding like, oh, this is actually what's best for me because I'm going to feel really great when I can go on a walk and work out and then go to that wedding and really have a great time Mm -hmm. and then lay with my boyfriend the next day and be like goofy and hungover together if I want to. I like, I like those perspectives. And then my second point is that being in college I like your perspective Shelby about doing your things on the weekends like weekends are the best time to build habits and really explore that area and like start new things implement new things being in college your schedule and routine is like maybe this is just for me but I feel like it is so insanely open like you may have a day of course you're busy you're like booked and busy you have classes you have homework you have everything but you're not forced to be sitting in an office from nine to five like you can take a walk in the middle of the day or like do your grocery shopping in the middle of the day and then do your homework at night you're not kind of bogged down so I feel like you have so much more freedom to kind of play with all the different puzzle pieces that you want in life and it is such a good time to explore different hobbies and activities because like you can go to the gym at 3 p.m and then get your work done at nine you know what I mean like you can move pieces around way more freely than you can if you were working a job or in high school. I feel like that's such a good time to explore things like that, Mm -hmm. which also means it's a good time to explore new habits and new routines and new like ways of life that you might not get tons of free time to do so otherwise. Yeah. I like that puzzle pieces. Use that time. Yeah. Cause it'd be so easy to just go home and crash every day or scroll on Mm -hmm. TikTok for an hour and not recognize like, oh, I have an hour in the middle of my day. Like I can go for a walk. I can read a book, you know? I love that. You know, what's something that I would suggest if for anyone listening, that's realizing, oh, in my schedule, I can class away. I do have that hour or I do have that time and I'm typically using it for something else is what I really like to do is anytime I want to go on TikTok. And at first I justified a lot because I'm like, oh, it's my career now. Like I should be able to go on yeah. it all the time because I got to yeah. research. What I would do is I'd feel so guilty. I love that. I, I scroll and I'm like, oh, Reese, I'm just finding sounds <laughs> right now. And I'm like, it's been an hour. <laughs> I would, I do that all the time. But what I like to do is now, instead of feeling like guilty by laying in my bed and just scrolling, 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 I'll go on a walk outside. I'll be like, oh, okay. Like I can go walk right now and do yeah. this. And I think for people in college, that's a really great way to start like kind of slowly getting into it, finding that pocket of time that you have, asking yourself, what do you want to do with that time? And if it's working on yes. physical health, going outside and going on a walk, and you can literally scroll TikTok. People always ask me, like, how do you do that? Like walk and watch videos. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I feel like it's it's not too hard. You just got to be aware yeah. of when you're crossing the street. Yeah. But that's one of my favorite things to do where even finding that time and listening, like going to and from class. Now, I never did this. But I do this now in my daily life with tasks, like going to and from class and listening to a podcast, yeah. listening to an audiobook if you feel like you don't have time to read or you don't yeah. like it. Like I like that puzzle piece is finding time that it works for you in your schedule. Yeah. And being yeah. in college is the perfect, like your whole day is random little pockets of time. It's yeah. not like, oh, here's my morning and then 
from nine to five, I'm working. And then from five to nine, I'm like cooking dinner, you know, and Mm -hmm. after college, your time is kind of bunched into morning or night. Whereas in college, you maybe have a class at 9am and then from like 10 to three, you're open to do whatever you need to do. And then from three to five, you have classes, but then from five to, you know, you have Mm -hmm. random pockets of time. So I feel like that is almost the perfect time to stack those habits like oh midday this is my time to go to the gym and go for a walk and go grocery shopping and then the afternoon that's when I do my homework and then at night this is when I like clean and wind it you know what I mean I love I love that I love that perspective it's so interesting thinking because I'm like really thinking in retrospect where I really didn't have good habits and routines in college and I'm like oh yeah I literally had times where like I'd lay in bed from 12 to 2 in between classes just literally lay in bed and not do one other thing yeah and I'm like that's cool to be like oh I can look at my day once I get my class schedule and say like oh here's times that I have for me and Mm -hmm. in since we're doing a pod swap in our previous episode you guys talked a little bit about the way that you look at balance and I kind of want you guys to explain that again because I really like that because I talk openly a lot on my podcast about balance and how while I have balance in certain areas I like to look at everything with a yin and yang, but yeah. also my balance is always shifting because now I'm at a time where I don't yeah. want to prioritize only ever working. I want yeah. that balance. I've been actively seeking it, but I liked what you guys shared. Yeah. On it. So I mean, I think we have very, very similar perspectives with everything is always shifting and it's just what you're giving your focus and like what your number one priority is at the time. So I like to call it the ratio rule because in a ratio, there's always going to be a little bit of one section within the ratio. So say there's like five sections. Picture like a pie chart, like a pie chart, chart. a ratio, whatever you want to call it. So there's a section for like fitness, there's a section for work, there's a section for social life, there's a section for your personal life, and there's a section for like sleep, sleep, or whatever your priorities and like main focuses are. And this can be macro, it can be micro. So during the day, you're obviously not, during one singular day, you're obviously not going to like work eight hours and also go to the gym and also like clean your entire house, like deep clean it and also like hang out with every single person you know ever and like do everything in one day. But over time, like over the course of a month or two months or like even the week, if you look at it, because those priorities are going to shift and different things are going to be needed on different days, overall, you're going to reach all of those things and you're going to hit on all of those points. So that's like the micro day-to-day situation. Every day, each part of the ratio isn't going to be like the biggest slice of the pie chart, whatever it is. But overall, it's going to even out and things are going to have their time and place and you're going to hit all of those points. Long-term, and the reason I like to call it like a ratio is because long-term, you have different phases of life that require different things. So maybe one season of your life, like three months, you are very heads down, like working. Your social life takes a step back. Like maybe your fitness, you can't go to the gym for two hours a day. It's only like one hour or whatever it may be. The highest part of the ratio is now work. So maybe it's like five to one, one or whatever it works out to be. Or the pie chart is like 50% and then 25% and then whatever the remainders are. And then in the next three months, you're like, I really am. I have 15 weddings this summer. I need my social life to kick it up a notch. So now your social life has taken up that higher piece of the pie or has shifted to the higher part of the ratio. So micro, not everything is going to happen in one day, but over the course of a week or a month, everything will happen. Macro, your priorities aren't going to be equal for long term, but they're going to shift based on what is needed in that season of life. Yeah. 
the the mindset definitely helps me a lot. I used to struggle with balance so much and I feel like I still do because there are so many things that I care about and that I love to do and that I want to put my energy towards. But I had to like talk to myself at one point and be like, I literally cannot give a hundred percent to every single thing at the same time. I don't have the capacity for that. I only have my full energy of a hundred percent. And so I have to break things down into different pieces. Like you just can't be giving a hundred percent to everything all the time. But over time, you can give 100% to everything because day to day and week to week and phase of life to phase of life, those priorities can shift. I think the most important thing, give 100% to what is in front of you in that moment. And then naturally that balance will hopefully work out a little bit. It also helps me a lot to feel less guilty when I feel like one area of life is lacking because it helps me look at, okay, but what is taking over right now that needs to take priority? Because maybe I'm having times where I'm traveling a lot and I'm like, oh, my fitness isn't isn't where it was a month ago. Like I'm my routine, I'm not getting five workouts a week kind of, but I'm like, okay, but I've had so many phases of life where fitness has been my absolute priority and I haven't been able to be this social and I haven't been mm. able to travel this much. Right now, this is just where the priority is taking over. I can keep little slivers of everything else, but it definitely helps me to feel less guilty about like lacking in some areas where I can recognize what is taking over and what's taking priority a little bit. I love that explanation so much. Oh my God, I have something to tell you guys. Okay. You guys really need to read the 4 a.m. club because what you guys were saying the way- The 5 a.m. club. Oh, the 5 a.m. club. I was like, there's another one. (laughs) Imagine if you had like a part two. The 4 a.m. club. Wait, that's so funny. The 5 a.m. club. So what you guys are saying, I love so much that way of looking at it because it makes so much sense, especially even with like the- the different phases of life. I love the examples. Like, okay, say one week you have finals and you're fully focused on finals. And so your ratio is so different. Or for me right now, my ratio is all over the place because I'm focusing on basically moving and trying to still work while trying to find my habits and everything's kind of messy. But in the 5am club, you guys need to read this. There is this theory. Have you ever heard of the theory of the four quadrants? No. So, so with your guys theory, I have something to add on top. Okay. So the four quadrants in life. It's kind of, when you said pie chart, my head was like, but I'm like, wait a minute. I love a good pie chart. So if they have, it's a theory that you have four quadrants of your life and everything fits into one of the four. And so each one has 25% and it makes up a hundred. And mm-hmm. that's your like ultimate best self is hitting that a hundred, but mm-hmm. you can only, but 25% for each category, like one category couldn't have a hundred percent. Okay. And so it's your heart set, your soul set, your mindset and your health set. And so what's so cool is when I started reading about this, I was dating like, a, actually, I was dating a guy who went to school in Boston. And so I was there all the time, which is <laughs> funny that you guys said you went to school in Boston, which if you haven't been to Boston, there are so many hills there. I was shocked at how yeah, many hills. they're sneaky hills for sure. I was shocked by that. Michigan's like pretty freaking flat. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> but I was reading this and it helped me get out of an unhealthy relationship, this theory. And so it says that if you look at your life, you can give yourself a percentage in each category. Like say you're doing really good and I'll do this for myself and I'll shift it every time in a new phase in life. I'm like, I need to reevaluate where I'm at. Say you're doing really good at health and fitness and you give yourself like a 20, uh, 20% on 25. Then like your soul set is maybe a little bit lower and you give it like a 10, your health set or your heart set, you're in a bad relationship. So it's like a five. And then your mindset, you're working on like self-love and all these things. You give it a high ratio. 
you can never hit your best self by only being one good in one category, but you don't have to be hitting every category across the board. So what I like to do when I teach this in my class is we'll pick one small, small, minor thing, a 1% better per each category so that mm-hmm. even if you feel like you're lacking in one area and you're doing really great in one area, you always have that one small thing that's helping you slowly kind of build or just have yeah. a, a little sense of control in that area. And when I say small, it could be the smallest thing in the entire freaking world. Like mm-hmm. for health set, I was like, I'm doing so great in health set. I want to add one small thing in. And it was literally screwing on the toothpaste cap after I brushed my teeth. That was my one small thing I wanted to work honestly, on. Honestly, honestly, that for me, that like makes a huge difference. It's right? an environmental change. It's an environmental change because now your toothpaste cap and your t- it's open. You're like, your life's a mess. Right. <laughs> but and if you close it, you're like, I feel so put together yeah. right now. And then if you put it away, it's crazy. Like, 2%. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's so cool. That yes. It's like, so even I like your theory kind of mixed with that. Mm-hmm. So like you have those little slivers sometimes in one big priority. But if you're looking at that, you can always do one small, small thing that still gives you the little sense of control yeah. over that area, like putting the toothpaste cap exactly. back on. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to read that book. I'm going to need I'm you so to literally. I'm so I'm ordering excited it. to read it too. And yeah. right after this. <laughs> I was going to say, I need you guys to order it right after. And send <laughs> we'll order it. two copies. Two copies. copies at the same time. Book club. I love it. And I that... want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Absolutely. The, that whole idea of balance, though, and the ratio, like, is probably what really helped me want to change my more toxic relationship with health and fitness because what I discovered is that I think balance means that no one area of your life overtakes so much that it's like deteriorating to other areas and I was like health and fitness started as such a great thing but it started to take over so much that I was like this is deteriorating my relationship with myself this is deteriorating my social life this is starting to like deteriorate other things when everything that I care about has to funnel into like being the physically healthiest thing ever. And I was like, that is no longer healthy, you know? And so I think that was kind of my motivation to kind of draw that back and start adding the percentages into those other quadrants of my life was because I feel like this has become more than 25%. This is taking up way more than a percentage that it should, that it's drawing away from these other things. So I like that idea of like your best self is not just fueled by one category. And so that's a huge thing that we try to share with health and fitness. Like, I think if you look at our pages and everything, it's a lot less of, like, a fitness account than you might see from somebody else. Because I'm like, to me, health is not just fitness. It's not just the workout. It is your entire life because it's made up of all of these different quadrants and balance points. And you can't just have one of them that overtakes because – that's not truly your best self and that's not truly healthy. Even though I do spend a fat chunk of my day every single day working out, I also spend a fat chunk of my day like cleaning my room, making sure my environment is good or like playing with my dog or, you know, doing, getting work done or like being social. Mm -hmm. And those things are like just as healthy because they all funnel into you. I love, I love talking to you guys. And I like this perspective because I do feel like like people do struggle with that perspective of health isn't just one straight and narrow yeah. path that you follow down. Mm-hmm. Now online or in your podcast, I'm curious, what is your favorite topic that you've ever discussed or your favorite thing that you're able to teach people that you like the thing that you love to talk about the most, the specific, yeah. specific yeah. category? I don't know if ours are going to be different, but okay. I would say we get really fired up 
with everything that has to do with like self-confidence and your belief in yourself. We talk about that a lot in so many different ways. I mean, we have episodes that are just based around like how to build confidence and what we think confidence is in general. We have one of our favorite episodes was like, what would you do if you only had to impress yourself? Kind of taking on that mindset. I love that. I know. We talked this this last week. Our topic was like, you should be delusional. And it's about like delusionally believing in yourself. Like there's no, like, cause there's always going to be a choice of like, I can do this. I can't do this. I deserve this. I don't. And it's like, what Mm -hmm. if you could just delusionally always put yourself in that positive category? So I think which, which (laughs) that is like, we're using the word delusional because that's like going around. I don't know if you've seen on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I love that. (laughs) To be absolutely delusional. Yes, truly. But the like core values of that are something that like we've brought into a ton of our episodes and talk about a lot. And it's truly just like trusting yourself, being confident in yourself, believing in yourself, like being mm-hmm. secure in yourself. And that is those are the episodes that we get like fired yeah. up about, like Karen said. And of course, we talk about things that are like strictly health and wellness and like more scientific angles and like fitness and working out and those specifics. But the ones that really excite us the most and why we love the podcast the reason we love the podcast as like a vessel for communication is because on Instagram and stuff, like we post pictures of like, Oh, I'm working out, working out, but like doing these little daily things, like with friends traveling, whatever it may be. But on the podcast, we get to like get super deep into that idea of just like trusting yourself and being secure in yourself and using all of those things as tools to amplify that like security yeah. and like just confidence in yourself. It's so yeah. fun. It's exciting. But one of my favorite episodes is the impress yourself episode which is literally our we made it into our merch yeah we made like impress yourself yeah i love that i literally love that so much i'm gonna sit and use that as my journal prompt tonight yeah what would i do if i was only trying to impress myself and there was no other aspect of like i'm comparing what i'm doing to other people or i am doing something because of how other people are going to perceive it like how differently would you live if it was just about yourself i think that's that's how we all should live but it's not easy to do I always find myself, like, thinking through my actions or acting in ways that I may not may not be, like, my first choice in ways to act because of how someone else is going to perceive it. Or, like, I literally think through, like, what I'm, what I'm thinking about as, what if this person was in my head and they could hear what I was thinking? Like, would I be cool enough for them? You know what I mean? Like, all those things that truly don't matter because no one cares. Everyone else is concerned about themselves or concerned about how other people are perceiving them like truly just like live your life for yourself impress yourself so much more impactful so much more beneficial like that's how you got to do it I love Granted, that's way easier said than done <laughs> it is but I love I love that perspective I have so many thoughts on on fearing judgment from others or making choices based on what mm-hmm. others what you think others would want for your life I feel like that was a big thing that I had to work through for myself I like that what you said about if someone was in your head like I feel like that's a normal thing, like being like, oh, thank God. Like sometimes I'm like, thank God no one can hear my thoughts. Like these thoughts are crazy. (laughs) But if you guys had to give both one tip on how to become more confident or how to build confidence, what would you be, what would it be? Okay. I think that a lot of confidence comes from building trust with yourself and trusting that you will do the things that you say you're going to do and like building that belief with yourself. So I think that the way to start that is following through with the little things that you tell yourself you're going to do because then you're going to believe that everything that you believe you can do can actually come true like if you tell yourself I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow and then you don't do it 
then how are you to believe that like you're going to build the career that you want to build and you're going to have the healthy relationship that you want to have so like all of those little things like I'm going to work out tomorrow you have to show up and do it like I'm going to go to bed on time you have to get stop scrolling on your phone and do it and start building trust with yourself with those smaller actions because then that is going to snowball into oh I always do what I say I'm going to do so if I say that I can pass this class if I say I can start this business if I say that I can travel to these different places then like why would I not be able to because I always trust myself to do what I'm going to say I'm going to do I think I that's love huge. that I love Leah that just did an episode on confidence and I think it comes down to like we broke it down into little pillars of confidence so trusting yourself huge one being secure in yourself respecting yourself is a huge one too mm-hmm. and was it? self-compassion I think as well yeah self-compassion yeah is also huge because like obviously you're gonna mess up and like it's confidence is a huge part of it is being able to stay confident in times when like you're not on cloud nine but moving a different angle from like the trust and the kind of hardcore concepts Mm -hmm. of confidence ways to build your confidence like short term are leaning into the things that make you feel like yourself so maybe it's an activity a type of workout a food that you like to eat or like clothes that you like to wear, music you like to listen to, anything like that, that's going to instantly like, you're going to put on the song and immediately you're going to feel like yourself. You're going to, it's going to like snap you into that first person perspective, I think is just like a huge zap of confidence. Mm. That's funny that you say that because I do that without even realizing. Do you know the song The Man by Taylor Swift? Yes. (laughs) I, oh my God, my Aerosmith song. My era's outfit's based off of that. I'm going home. Thank the Lord for the Taylor Swift concert in two weeks. I'm so excited. I literally think about it every single second of the day. But I, whenever I'm in a funk, I literally turn on that song, The Man. And it literally snaps me back to reality. And I'm like, okay, the line about Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm." Like, I love it. That's so fun. So I think a good takeaway too from this is for anyone to have, think to yourself right now if you're listening, is there a song, a moment, something that you could say to yourself, a mantra that when you're struggling with confidence or when you mm-hmm. need that like pull back to earth that you can turn on, that you can tell yourself. I also love quotes in that situation too, yeah. where I reread the same quotes over. Quick I'm actually going to make a quote wall here. Scroll of yeah. quotes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Like where you can just remind yourself, but yeah. I like both of those perspectives uh-huh. on confidence. And what's so cool, I think about confidence is that it can be created. And you guys said something too about how it's having confidence, not in your hottest moments or like, when you fail, mm-hmm. I think failure builds confidence so much because whenever I fail, I'm like, oh, is that the worst thing that was going to happen? Like right. this week I went to a workout class and I was like a little bit anxious and I've never been anxious to walk into a workout class. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, I don't even know what I could be anxious about. Like, right. even if I embarrass myself, like what's the worst that can happen? The, I went to two different workout classes. One, I thought they said line up by height. They said line up by the bikes. So I'm like, like I'm like talking to him. I'm like, no. you guys aren't in the right height order. <laughs> And then I'm like, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my God. My first time in this class. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh like that was silly and goofy, whatever. That was right. the first thing that yeah. happened. Like, that's fine. True. The next workout class, I have my shorts on so noticeably backwards. And <laughs> I realized on the last set, I was at F45, the last set. And yeah. I looked down and I'm like, oh. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that was so embarrassing. And then I was like, oh, like that's the worst that happened. And then right. I changed them in the bathroom. But this, I literally was sweating. Like, it yeah. looked like I peed my pants in it and just looked like I literally 
It was just, yeah. I was like, I should have just left them backwards. Wait, I'm going to take that on, like, the next time I'm, like, embarrassed or upset about something, I'd be like, that's the worst thing that yeah. happened. Like, I'm <laughs> chilling. Because I always tell myself, like, when something happens, my line that I go to is, like, I'll survive. Oh, I like, like that. really, like, chill out. I'll survive. I'm like, it's not that deep. But oh, I, I like, love saying I, it's not that deep. Yeah, I love like, that. Really, like, that's yeah. the worst thing that happened. I'm good. One I of my laugh favorite, after. one of my favorite, like, tweets slash memes is, is from so long ago. It just says, like, embarrassment's not real. Do whatever you want. And I'm obsessed with it. Like, embarrassment is truly not real. Like, it's it's a choice. It's one. If you it's if you do something pattern, embarrassing, it's a habit. It's a habit. Like, if I you do something it. embarrassing and you tell yourself, like, oh, that wasn't embarrassing. Like, it was just a silly thing. Then, from your perspective, it wasn't embarrassing. And the only thing, like, your reality is your thoughts. So, like, no, it wasn't embarrassing. Or you're going to be like, oh, that wasn't embarrassing. You move on and act like it was just a goofy thing. Everyone around you is also going to pick up on the fact that it wasn't actually embarrassing. It was just a silly thing. But the more it. you kind of act like that and the more you tell yourself that, it's a delusion. It's just thing. a, it's just a, I it's like just a it. thing. Like I did that the other day. I was at the gym. Who knows why I was wearing literally like they were so close to being white, like tan leggings that were very light. Of course, I go on the Stairmaster, sweat my ass off. It looks like I pee. You know when you sweat and it like, you get wet everywhere except like the underwear lines. I I'm walking look around like I pee the gym every single time I work. Every out. single time, it was like so bad, so distinct because I was dripping buckets. It was like the first eighty degree day in Boston, so I was sweating my ass off. And of course, I have a, it, what felt like half a mile walk from the stairmaster to the locker rooms, and I'm like on display and I know I know people at the gym like I have mutual friends at the gym I'm like I swear to god if someone sees me right now I'm gonna die but it was so funny like it looks like I peed my pants it was hilarious and then you just move on and it was a silly thing (laughs) I started posting on my story pictures of when that happens to me yes and I'm like and I think it's funny I like I like that quote means you're working hard yeah because that's so true and it's just like it's only embarrassing if you want it to be. Yes. And then yeah. it's like, oh, that's that's cute, that's funny. Like, oh dang, she was working so hard. Yeah. And I always think I try to switch the perspective whenever I get anxious about things like that. And I'm like, oh, if another girl saw me, she wouldn't be like, that's so embarrassing. She'd right. be like, oh, like that happens to me when I sweat a lot. Like yeah. it would it's be just a like different a thought. You wouldn't, you wouldn't register it. Yeah. I was. I just read a comment before we got on this from like, um, a really old episode where we were telling a story about how. Carolyn and I went through a drive-thru, but I actually, like, have never been through a drive-thru. It had been a long time. It had been a really long time. So I actually wasn't quite sure how it worked, and I went in backwards. So I, like, drove up. Instead of going going all the way around, we just went right into the pickup window. Like, like backwards. So instead of driving around to the window, or to the, like, order microphone. onto oncoming traffic? There was no one there. There was no one in there, which is, yes, but it would have been. It would have been. So I pulled up to the window. Mind you, I'm on the driver's seat. Like the, so I rolled down the passenger side window and I'm like yelling out the window, like, can I get a small cold brew, please? And they're like, you have to go around. I'm like, oh my God. So I had to reverse out of the drive through and then go around and order my drink. And then like it came back around and it was the, like, we came home and like told our mom and dad and they were dying laughing like how do you not know how to go through a drive through and I was like I've just never done it before and it was so humbling so embarrassing but it was like it's the funniest thing ever and so now people were commenting on this video being like I'm dying laughing like that was that's hilarious in a positive way like that is the most 
embarrassing thing and it's just funny like it's yeah. not even embarrassing i like that perspective too because <laughs> it's funny it can be silly and goofy like, and funny who, and sorry anything... who goes through a drive through backwards <laughs> yeah that's funny i've never heard that but i like that <laughs> It's like a good, I'll always say it's like good for the story. Like it's a good story to tell someone. It's going to make my boyfriend laugh. But I love that. I've loved getting to talk to you guys. We're going to wrap up the episode. I could talk to you guys for so long. I think you're both so cool. I love the insights that you have. I think it is so incredible that you guys are so young. You're in college. You have all these things going for you. And then you're also taking the time to help other people on their journeys and teach them. I think that that is so incredible. I love getting to talk to you guys. I'll have to have you guys on again. Next yeah. uh, like next time, whenever I'm gonna have season two starting soon. Yeah. I'll have you guys back on again when you're in school after summer. So awesome. we can do another like update on school and habits. Yes. But I've loved talking to you guys. Tell everyone where they can find you, and then I'll also put it in the show notes. Awesome. So our podcast is called Girls with Goals. So you can find that wherever you listen. And then my personal Instagram and TikTok are Caroline Keneen. And mine are and Captain Keneen everywhere. Yeah. And I'll put both of those, I'll link everything in the episode. Amazing. And then I'm Thank you so much for having us. This yeah. has been awesome. so great. Like I, I love have this. loved this. I love your guys' thoughts. I love getting to talk to you guys. This has been you so too. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Oh, okay. Bye. Oh, wait, you have to say bye like this. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs>